loyal Horn Toad listeners. We made it to the last segment of this episode. This is number five for season five, episode 19, with the theme of incantations and invocations. This is action over words, and this segment is about looking at how things can be done, excuse me, without waiting on hopes and prayers in times of human needs, as the godly beings might be overwhelmed by disturbing human behaviors. And there we go, you know, um, do, do deities get tired of answering prayers, you know? And by looking at the humans like, damn, all you guys do is just depend on me or depend on us, you know, depending on what your view of God or gods is or are. And, um, um, you know, are they like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to answer the prayer of a pedophile who wants to have some divine, miraculous situation happen to where an underage child or teenager will end up sexually wanting this pedophile to fulfill the, the pedophile's needs, you know? And so, um, that's where, you know, also, you know, prayers, I just kind of look back at it and I'm like, damn, man, it's for me, no matter what I think or do, there's always going to be opposite reaction. So when I say actions over words, I'm more or less talking about the way I do things. And, you know, I'm not solely relying on prayers. I'm not, you know, getting down on my knees and putting my hands in a steeple and bowing my head, which is a learned behavior, you know? And it's like, you can't just pray by standing up, standing your ground, you know, aren't you trying to show the holy being that, uh, or we'll say the creator, aren't you trying to show the creator that you're strong enough that, you're able to pick your head up and stick your chest out and say, you know, I'm as strong as I am right now, but I need more help, you know, because aren't you kind of like sending the wrong message by bowing your head? Oh Lord, help me. I need your strength. This is all I can bear right now. And it's like, well, then you're kind of showing weakness. So does the God or gods, do they, would they respect you for standing up and sticking your chest out and holding your head high and say, man, I, I don't want to bend my knee. I don't want to be bowing my head. Those are signs of submission. And I don't want life. And I don't want to submit to life. You know, I don't want to just give up and let death take over. And so I'm going to stand here with my head up and um, my chest out and understand that it's not a sign of disrespect. I just don't want mentally. I can't let myself, you know, hang my head in, you know, submission and, you know, because, you know, some people say, oh, well, God's made in your image, you know. Well, if that's the case, then why do I need to bow my head? You know, if, if I made in God's image, you know, wouldn't he also understand that I'd rather just keep my head up and keep moving rather than bow my head, hold my hands together and fall on my knees and show that, you know, I submit, you know. So that's, you know, the opposite way that I look at it. And then you know, the, um, whole thing with having, um, you know, these, all these constant prayers from people every day, not just in America, but all over the world. And, you know, you also got to take into account the people that are being killed by, let's say the, uh, Mexican cartels, 
They know they're going to die. Maybe they screwed up. Maybe they snitched on someone. Maybe they stole something they shouldn't have. But in the end, they're going to get shot in the head with like seven AK-47s. And it's a brutal way to die. They know that. But right before the muzzle flash goes off, before as soon as these guys pull the trigger, and before the bullets all leave out the barrel, is that person then like praying to God as fast as they can and... You know, then next thing you know, within that split second, their head is shredded up and there's nothing left, you know, it's a bloody stump. And then the body falls over and bleeds out. Then the cartels go over there and start using a pickaxe and start swinging at the body and busting up the the organs and the bones. And then, then you know, to add uh, good measure to the torture, they, they, light, they light whatever's left of the body on fire, you know. So right there, you know, that, um, is that prayer answered, you know, does that person, you know, finally just say, you know, that's, I shouldn't have done this, but then again, sometimes they may not have a choice. And then to other countries across the world, you know, when, um, little kids are getting chopped up, beaten up and, um, you know, does that child really know how to pray at that moment? You know, uh, the reason why I say that is because my cousin was telling me one time, uh, this is the Christian guy, the one that, you know, everything's worked out for him so far, uh, through Christian Christianity and prayers. He was telling me that he was working in a hospital with this guy who was, um, he was a former, former army medic. And he was telling my cousin about he being stationed over in Somalia. And he said, the people over there, they still do not want the United States army over there. You know, they don't want any United States influence over there. So there's a, an encampment where people come there like pretty much every day, I guess. And they start rioting and spitting and throwing their shit at the American soldiers, telling them to leave. And what really disturbed this guy was there was a little girl in the crowd. And one of the guys noticed that soldier was staring at that little girl like, man, please don't hurt her, you know. So what this guy ended up doing, one of the Somalian guys, he grabbed that little girl and he pulled out a knife and he cut her open. While she was still screaming in pain, they were pulling out her organs and they were throwing her organs over the, over the chain link fence. They were throwing it at the Americans. And then um, when that little girl finally died, they threw her, whatever was left of her body uh, over the, uh, over the fence. And you know, they want that they were trying to get the Americans to shoot at them so they could have a reason to protest and overtake that, that compound. So that is as far as the story that my cousin told me, I, I, I didn't ask him any further because I was just like fascinated by that whole thing. And you think about that, these guys, they're the Somalians. I think most of the, most of them are like Muslim but then I could be wrong because I don't, I don't really study that area too much, but I know for the most part, uh, Muslim is a really strong religion over there. And these guys are always praying to Allah, you know, God. So in this guy's mind, you know, did he pray to his God saying, I'm going to sacrifice this little girl because what these Americans stand for is evilness. Was it America, the great Satan, you know, America's always fucking with everybody and, you know, killing, starting wars and all this shit. So he's, he's, was he looking at America or he's looking at the soldier as a symbol of, you know, the, the American Satan, the great Satan. And then not only that, but 
these guys are so religious, you know, they'll strap bombs to themselves and blow themselves up, you know? So then that comes into question. Like he's probably looking at these Americans, like these guys don't belong on my land because they do not believe and they do not worship Allah. They don't pray at five o'clock in the morning, five o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon to Allah or Allah or however they, they want to pronounce it. And then, you know, so that, that's, um, that really goes against the Americans, you know, that how they're trying to protect these people from their own selves. But, you know, to cut up a little girl like that and, um, pull out her insides while she's still screaming and crying and then throw it over the fence at your, the, the person you hate because of their symbolism you know, and then throw the, the, whatever's left of the body over the, the fence as a message, like, get the fuck out of my country. You know, that's, um, that's really extreme, man. You know, and then to me, I start to wonder as a victim, did that little girl in her head while she was crying in pain, did she pray to Allah as she was told or as she was being taught as she was growing up, up until that point, you know? by her families or whoever her loved one was, somebody had to have taught her about God and Allah, Allah, however you want to say it. And then, you know, at that moment, you know, knowing that the humans that surrounded her took advantage of her innocence by just driving a knife into her chest and ripping down, ripping down her, um, or ripping open her chest, actually. Uh, through the bones and tendons and shit like that. However they, however they opened her up, you know, (laughs) but that is, um, that is where my mind goes when it comes to prayers. You know, I think in those type of moments, you know, in that moment of innocence and just extreme brutality, yes, you know, I would definitely, you know, see that prayer is, you know, that last universal language that you're going to speak, you know, now, now the little girl may, obviously she may not have said it, but, um, in her mind's eye, maybe, you know, she had some kind of clarity of what God was and what prayers were at that time. And then, you know, then you go over to like the middle East and how they treat women who, um, who like, uh, like cheat on their husbands, I guess, because their husbands, you know, disrespect them, you know? And one of the things they do is like, they put these women that are accused of, I don't know, like infidelity, maybe, um, adultery. They'll tie them down or they'll put all these rocks around them and shit like that. And they'll stone the hell out of these women, man. Oh man. I saw pictures online and this, this, there's this, oh man, she was so beautiful, man. I was just like, nah, man. And then I was just looking at the pictures and these rocks were hitting her in her face, man, busted out her eye, busted her nose, her mouth. Some of her teeth were gone and she was just like cut up and bleeding and her head just, you know, was tilted to the side showing that she was dead. I was like, you assholes, man. Shit. I wish, you know, I wish the, they had a program where if they had women like that, they could send them to the United States and so, you know, well, shit, man, you know, shit, I'll marry an adulterer from, you know, the Middle East, man, shit, man, those women are beautiful. And then there was also another picture I saw where, um, uh, I was doing research on, um, you know, what 
the Muslim women dressed like what they wore. Cause I was, I was writing a story and I wanted a little, little context. And I saw this picture of, um, this naked chick. I was like, Oh, cool. But then when the picture finally loaded up, they had cut her neck and these two guys were holding her legs and her arms were tied back or her hands were tied back behind her. And they, um, there was a guy standing in front of her. He was holding her hair and he had a knife in his hand and blood was just gushing out from her neck being tilted or her neck was opened up, you know? And I was like, you fucking assholes, man. Did you really have to do that to her, man? I was like, it just, you know, just pissed me off basically. But, you know, I, I think of like people that are tortured in those times right before they die, you know, are their prayers answered or, you know, what do they pray for, you know, and, you know, did they get at least, did they at least get it answered by either seeing what holy person they've been praying to this whole time was all about, or did they, um, did their prayers get answered to the fact that they were no longer suffering, that it just went quick. So, excuse me. So actions over words, you know, it, it can be interpreted in both good and bad ways. So for me, going back to what I was saying, you know, um, I just do things without praying. But the fact that our uh, nonprofit secretary has been so indoctrinated with prayers during these meetings that she's telling me to now do that to a process which I never even did before, which I never used. Excuse me. And, and then they made it into part of the, um, they made it into the, um, what do you call that damn thing? Not the bylaws, but the amendment, uh, not men, the agenda. Now it's a part of the agenda. I was like, shit. And, you know, um, it just went by so quick, but anyways, um, so, so for me, when I start doing things without praying, I'm, to me, it's, it's a selfless service because I'm telling whatever spiritual being is around me. Hey, look, man, you're probably answering a bunch of prayers. You're probably busy. You're multitasking. You're an omnipresent spiritual being. You know, you're the creator, the gods, the gods, holy people, However, you know, however you're constructed, um, maybe I'm not meant to know that, know that, but from what I do know, let me just do things on my own, you know, and I'll get back to you when, you know, I can't accomplish it anymore. So that also goes into that rhetoric of what I heard as a, as a kid was God helps those who help themselves. And then I was like, and I, you know, I thought about it for a long time, even through high school, I was like, if God helps those who help themselves, then do we really need God? Do I really need to pray? You know, so that's where that mentality kind of feeds in. And that's why I, I just stay away from, um, religious areas, you know, but I, I will work with the church, you know, like a St. Anne's mission in Clagato, you know, I'll work with them trying to get things done. And then, you know, the, um, then the whole thing about the, um, the terrorists, when they do those, um, those, like when they kill themselves and they, they do it for, to meet 72 virgins on the other side, you know, and that, that kind of blows my mind too. I was like, how can they, why would they want 72 virgins when they can't even take care of one woman? You know, <laughs> so it, it's just kind of like, 
That's, that would be kind of like a, a dumb, retarded reward for me. If somebody were to tell me, hey, Native Ravager, we're going to give you this bomb. Go over there and go blow up that police station because they, um, they don't believe in what we believe. And I'll say, well, what's the payoff if I do that? Oh, when you die, you're going to meet up with 72 virgins. And it's like, well, hopefully they're women, man. Cause you know, I, you know, I'd sure love, you know, to bang me a whole bunch of, you know, 72 virgin women's, you know, but, um, that whole thing right there, that's where I'm like, uh, it's just kind of an interesting concept to finally just look at. And then, you know, just like that Bruce almighty too, you know, um, not part two, but just Bruce almighty also when he was, um, he was answering everybody's prayers and he just put yes. And all the things that went right for people went wrong for the world for that timeline and things got out of whack and things were getting carried away. And, you know, there was probably much more they could have shown if it was more of a dramatic movie, but since they were going for comedy, they were just kind of going around what was on the news and what was going on in that little city of his. So anyways, um, that's where I just wanted to bring all this up and um, just let you horn toad listeners finally, you know, hear why when I've been doing these podcasts all this time, why I didn't really, you know, talk too much about religious prayers and, you know, uh, anything that has to do with religion. Everything that I'm doing is solely based off of since I can do it, I can get it done. And also, you know, it's more what I do is more for, you know, business and to leave an example and just, just to try something new, keep myself occupied and keep myself out of trouble. Because right now, if I, if those witchcrafters wouldn't have stepped in and chased all these women away from me that I was, that I was going after right about now, I wouldn't be doing this nonprofit. I think I'd be working a dead end job and I'd, I'd probably be a, a drug addict maybe, or I'd just probably be just a basic loser and I'd just be hanging out in town and, you know, just letting life kick my ass and just let it take advantage of me. And, um, you know, but this way, since they did step in, since they did, um, stop all that, all those beautiful women from coming to my direction and all these people that were, that would have helped me earlier on in my lifetime, you know, it just definitely made me, um, appreciate loneliness a whole lot easier. I mean, a whole lot more. And it's made my life a whole lot easier. So now that I said that, does that mean that these skinwalkers will now do contradicting prayers where they'll say, okay, well, since he likes being a loner and a loser and he likes being in the dark and he's all about these cryptoids and goddamn motorcycle, asshole. Anyways, so does that mean that they're going to make things opposite now? Are they going to throw all these people in my face? So they can throw all these women in my way, all these harlots, you know, yeah, it's a pretty interesting concept to think about. But anyways, so anyways, I just wanted to uh, make sure that we covered this section. And as far as incantations go, you know, I just kind of wrapped that all up with bad prayers and witchcraft and backwards prayers and voodoo and everything that has to deal with negative prayers. So that's why I put that like that. But anyways, other than that, for the um, Clagato Veteran podcast, uh, season 19, I mean, season 19. Yeah, I wish season five. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up now and, um, just thank you guys for listening once again. Um, probably next episode, I'll go ahead and try to do some more shout outs of other places, but 
Uh, my time is coming to an end, so I want to hurry up and finish this segment. I got to pee, and I'm hot, and I'm thirsty, so... Um, other than that, you, um, you horn toad loyal listeners, thank you, and um, we'll catch you on the next one. And I'll just wrap it up now by saying, yeah, see ya.